Hello, everyone. My name is Harvey Brownstone, and today's guest is a young actress, writer, and activist whose breakout role in the new film American Siege, co-starring Bruce Willis, has catapulted her into international stardom. She began her acting career at the age of six and has steadily proven that she can do it all. After graduating from the musical theater program at Western Connecticut State University, she became a middle school teacher. She wrote, produced, and starred in a short film entitled Breadwinner. She starred in another short film called Reinvention in the Beginning. She recorded her first single called Dislove. And of course, as I mentioned, she co-starred in a major motion picture, American Siege. She's busy writing and developing new film projects. And as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, she's a strong advocate for increasing diversity in the entertainment industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome Anna Heinemann to our show. Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Harvey, thank you so much for having me. Anna, I must tell you that I watched American Siege and your portrayal of Grace Baker is by far the most interesting and compelling feature of that whole movie. In fact, in my opinion, you were actually the star of that movie. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. Tell us about that day on November the 5th, 2020, when you found out you got the part. It was an absolute whirlwind. I'm a middle school teacher. So I was teaching my kids just having a normal day. And it was actually about nine o'clock at night. I was watching TV with my wife and I got a call from the director, Ed Drake. And the first thing he said was, how soon can you be in Georgia? <laughs> and so I was like, I can leave right now. Like, let's go, let's do this. So I was on the road a half hour later. I drove like through the night because I, I was close enough that I could drive and I'm like, I'll just drive instead of fly in. So I sped there <laughs> to Georgia and I was on set with Bruce Willis the next morning at 6 a.m. So what was it like being a novice working with the great Bruce Willis, Rob Gow, Timothy V. Murphy? Yeah, it was very daunting in the beginning. I, I just, I wasn't even sure on set, like who I could talk to. <laughs> it was such a whirlwind and you would just see like Bruce Willis walking by, Bruce Willis's stunt double walking by. And obviously I thought they were the same person because they look so much alike, but Bruce Willis was so nice, so down to earth. Um, he just really turns it on for the camera, which is just such the mark of a professional. And Rob Go was, he was my first friend and he was just such a great person to like practice lines with and hang out with. Um, and then Johan Erb, he played my big brother. He kind of like became the big brother to everyone. So it was just really great set to be on and everyone kind of became like family. Now, Bruce Willis, this was a very unconventional role for him. Very low key, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I feel like he didn't have as much screen time as some of the other actors and whatnot, which he usually takes on these roles that are like the, I don't know, just the hero and getting getting it done and like you know the action-packed person so yeah he seeing him in this role I liked him in this role as the sheriff because I thought it was cool that he was kind of stuck in a position where he couldn't really do much and then at the end like you see his good intentions shining through and I, I thought it made his character 
pretty lovable and like you're rooting for him like even though he's he's kind of a beaten down character in American Siege you you want to root for him it must have been very liberating for you to play Grace Baker because she's a super strong woman who didn't care what anyone thought of her is that what attracted you to the character Absolutely. That is my favorite kind of character to play and my favorite kind of story to play as well. I love strong women characters, mostly because I kind of struggle with that in my day-to-day life. Like I, I definitely would consider myself a confident person, but I do tend to care what people think sometimes as humans do. And Grace doesn't care at all, didn't care you know, she will do whatever it takes, has no filter, is just unapologetically her. And to have the permission to be that person during filming was just such a blast. (laughs) I was thinking as I watched it that I hope you keep certain aspects of Grace's character with you throughout your career, because you're going to need that in this industry. I agree. She's tough. (laughs) I learned a thing or two from her. Now, your father's a musician and you were very active in musical theater growing up and at school. Would you like to do a Broadway musical one day? Um, It's so funny that you should ask that because I actually have a musical audition on Friday in Nashville. So I've been kind of revisiting my old musical theater days and just reminiscing about all that. So I would absolutely love to do a musical. Uh, They are very different than TV and film. There's a lot of differences. Yeah. Well, you'd have to do eight shows a week. It's such a different energy level than making a film. Would you be up for that? Absolutely. The stamina level, I don't think people realize from the outside that the stamina level that these actors have to have on Broadway is absolutely insane. I had a professor in college, Julio Augustine, fantastic mentor, and he would tell us when he was on Broadway, he would just do his show, go home, sleep. He'd wake up the next morning, work out, not talk like drink his tea and then go back and and work at night and so you it really is like a full-time job if you're doing it on Broadway eight days a week um but it's incredibly rewarding that you get to do something that you're so immensely passionate about every single night and sometimes twice a day and there's absolutely nothing like the audience energy when you're in a musical or in a play and it combines just all the best parts of like the arts you've got singing you've got acting you've got dancing and you get to express emotion and tell stories through all three of those things which is why I fell in love with musical theater in the first place so I would love to do some musical theater again I would just need to get my stamina up a little bit because it's a little different than tv and film Well, I think what would be great, especially for you with your personality, is that you get the immediate feedback from the audience right away when you're on the stage. Whereas, you know, on the set of a movie, you don't get that immediate feedback. Yes, I agree. And it it really just brings your energy level to just something kind of indescribable. I will say on the set of American Siege, and I, I haven't told anybody this story. There was one scene that I was doing as Grace Baker where Grace kind of gets emotional and breaks down. And it was, I think, the second or third time we had done the take. And 
the the casting crew actually clapped for me and so that was that was like I started crying after that because it was just it was such a surreal moment and it reminded me of my theater days because I was like oh I do have an audience like I do have some people giving me some positive vibes and whatnot and so that was a huge highlight for for me for American Siege. (laughs) Well, congratulations on that. It's not easy to get the crew who have seen it all and are pretty blasé about everything to be that enthusiastic after a a take. And I wish you the best of luck on that audition. Thank you. I'm excited. Now, you recorded your first single called This Love, which is on Spotify. Do you have plans to record more music? Yes, absolutely. I I worked with a producer and musician. His name is Kit Nolan. And we've done other co-writes since. And we definitely want to keep going. I really love being able to bring like LGBTQ plus themes into my songs. I have one song that I really want to record within the next year. It's called Let Me Be Your Woman. And I just wanted a cute little like country love song that lesbians could listen to and be like oh yeah like this talks about like me loving another woman and so that is one of the favorite my favorite songs that I've written so I've just been kind of waiting for the right time to record that so that is up next on the queue (laughs) for songs I can't wait to hear it I understand you're working on a new script called Daughter which is a thriller mystery story can you tell us anything about it yes so Daughter is a thriller mystery where our main character, she finds out a secret about her late father and it kind of, it brings her back to her hometown. She's been sort of removed from her hometown for quite some time. And this death brings her back and she finds out this secret and things keep happening in the town that connect back to her father. And so she kind of has to figure out what's going on and try not to lose herself in in the past that the town is like bringing back up and the characters and whatnot. And yeah, I, I, I love to incorporate just LGBTQ plus characters in like a normalized way in my scripts and in my writing. So, um, you know, having characters who are in like lesbian or gay relationships or queer relationships, and just, it's not central to the plot. So that's, also going to be in daughter as well just that kind of representation and the main character is like an anti-hero in a way dark themes moody so that's yeah so that's definitely exciting to continue working on that and I'm, I'm hoping to bring it to life soon you know Anna you're a woman of many talents you're an actress singer writer filmmaker photographer and you seem to have figured out very early in your career which really impresses me that the best way to succeed is to create your own art. Am I right? Absolutely. I, I will, I will like say that <laughs> every single day up on my soapbox. Like when I was living in Los Angeles, I was around so many creative people every single day. And I was also auditioning every single day and I wasn't seeing much progress from those auditions. And Also, the characters that I was auditioning for, I was like, I don't feel super connected to every single one of these characters. So my friends in Los Angeles are all super creative and they were creating their own work. And so I started to see like that is very fulfilling. And it also allows me to play these characters that I want to play, write these characters, see these stories that I want to see. And 
that was just such a moment of freedom because even just writing you, it's free to do, like you can, you can do it on your own time. It doesn't take, you know, thousands of dollars to get started. So it's definitely a freedom in creating your own, your own content and your own work. Is writing an empowering experience for you? Absolutely. I, I've always been really drawn to writing, especially songwriting, I would say, because it's, it's such a compact way to get your emotions out and, and talk about something specific. Yeah. I used to, I used to write songs in like fifth grade and force my classmates to like, listen to me, like sing these songs in front of the class. And they were, they were not great songs, but I do appreciate the support growing up. I had a lot of supportive people around me. (laughs) Well, you've talked openly and quite candidly about dealing with depression and anxiety when you were in high school, What do you want to say to other kids watching this interview who might be going through the same thing you did? I, so many things kind of rushed my mind about that. The cliche of it will get better is it sounds so cliche, but I promise that it's true. High school is not the real world and even college is not the real world. And you are going to have so many opportunities to be yourself and have a group of people who want you to be yourself and you, you can support them in being themselves. And that is such a beautiful thing and it will happen. And personally for me, when I was dealing with depression and anxiety, I felt like such an outcast. I was questioning my sexuality, which made me feel like even more of an outcast, But when I was able to remove myself from the situation of high school and see that there's just so much more out there and you have so much more freedom than you do in high school, you have the freedom to move somewhere else or, or to choose what you want to do as a career, or even just make some of your own money by getting a a job and doing some things that you like for yourself. Like it gets so much better and there's so much more freedom in the world than high school and college. Yeah, I think that one of the really great things about you as a young woman is that you figured out what you were put on this earth to do, what you're really good at, and you focused on it, and you created a dream for yourself, and you followed it, and you're making, you're manifesting that dream. And I think that is the kind of role model that kids need you know, whether they feel as an outcast or not, we all want to find something that makes our lives meaningful. Yeah, that that was really the only thing that kept me going, honestly, was just I've I've known since I can remember that I, I want to be doing something in the arts. And so at my very, very lowest days, which was in high school, and I was just laying in my bed, hating everything. I, the only thing on my mind was like, once you graduate high school, like you can, you can do this career, like you can really go for it. And that was just the only thing that really got me through. And I'm really lucky that I, that I did know that that was, you know, my purpose that I definitely feel that that this arts and everything is, is my purpose. So yeah, it's nice to hear you say that. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I want to also mention that you're a visible and outspoken member of the LGBTQ plus community, as am I. 
And you've advocated strongly for more diversity within the industry so we can normalize our relationships on the big screen and on TV. What do you think has to happen for that to be accomplished? I think we're well on our way, honestly. I see I see some really good progress with media. I would say that we need to have more diverse writers getting in those writer rooms and getting their content pushed to the mainstream because the people who have stories to tell and the people whose stories we want to see on, on TV and film, they need to also have access to this industry. And, and I think that that is sometimes overlooked. A lot of people will say, oh, just, just write more stuff that has LGBTQ plus people in it. But I think we really need to have writers and producers and directors and casting directors who are all on the same page about that and who are looking to tell those stories in an authentic way with an authentic voice in the LGBTQ plus community. So I think that is an important part of that recipe. One of the things I think is so important about representing our community more fully and fairly in movies and on TV is that it's a great way to create empathy and break down barriers between people, don't you think? Yes, 1 million percent. That is that is like the core of why I love acting so much is that empathy is you can watch a TV show and have a completely different life than the person who's the main character or whatever. And you could still at the end of that show be crying because they went through something that you've never experienced, but you're now crying because you understand and you feel for that person. And I think that the only way to really create change in our world is to feel drawn to create that change. Cause I could, I could talk it, anyone all day and say like, it's important that we have representation, but if they don't feel it and they don't understand and they don't empathize, they might agree, but they might not feel drawn to do something about it. And so that's, that's why TV, film, theater, music is so important. And why I love it so much is that it can actually draw people to, to action. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw boys don't cry. I don't know if you saw that film. But that was an example of empathizing with someone who's very different from many people, uh, a, a transgender person, but we developed such empathy for him. Yes. Yeah. That is a prime example of a story that can evoke emotion within you, even though you're, you have no similar, you know, background to that. So I, yeah, it's a prime example of why those are important. Stories are important. Now, Anna, it troubles me to say this, but I'm frequently told by people in Hollywood that there's still a lot of homophobia within the industry, and that's why so many stars still remain in the closet. Do you think that being out as an LGBTQ plus person may limit the types of roles that you get? I do sometimes have that thought, but, you know, I kind of choose not to linger on it because it might I don't know but I would so much rather be myself and like and go into it like this and I I completely empathize with celebrities and, and people in Hollywood who feel that they can't come out and have been told that they can't come out 
but I, I'm really lucky that I am stepping into this industry now as an out woman. And so I try not to think about, is that going to affect me? And I try to think about the positive side of it as, you know, I've been super lucky with American Siege to have some of the spotlight with that. And so I've been super lucky to be able to be a person who is in the LGBTQ plus community and advocating for it. And so I try to focus on that. And I, I really hope that it will never become an issue, but if it does, that's okay because I, that's fine with me. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather be able to be, be me at this point. I think you have to trust your destiny. And if an opportunity is denied you because you're out, I think you have to interpret that as indicating that you weren't meant for that role and that something better is going to come along. And it may be something that you created yourself. Yes. You hear so many stories of actors or actresses who are passed over for roles and then they end up the next role is like their Academy Award winning role or it pushed them to create something. So, yeah, I think everything happens for a reason. So I I agree with that. So what's next for Anna Heineman? Well, I'm still developing that script daughter. Trying to get back into the musicals <laughs> next week. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Fingers crossed. Um, and yeah, just just enjoying my time with my wife. We're gonna try and start a family soon, so that's exciting. And just continuing with acting and auditioning and and doing all those creative things. So got a lot on my plate, but I'm really excited. <laughs> It is very exciting. And I want to tell our viewers that you can follow Anna's career and keep up with everything that's going on by going to her website, AnnaHeinman.com. And you're on Instagram as well, correct? Yes. At, it's Anna Heinman. Anna, I have only one more question for you. Are you living the life that you imagined? Yes, that's my favorite quote. The go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you have imagined. Yes. 100, 100%. Well, Anna, I've really enjoyed this opportunity to meet you and to showcase your talent and your vision for a more inclusive and diverse Hollywood. I look forward to every new project. I hope you'll come back anytime you want. You're always welcome. Yes, please. I would love that. Our guest has been the multi-talented Anna Heinemann. My name is Harvey Brownstone. Thank you to our producer, Steve Silver. Thank you all for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out all the great interviews on the Harvey Brownstone Interviews YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell to be notified when new videos are posted.